0: Welcome to Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. Stories That Shape Us is a daily podcast where I share my perspective on how different experiences influence our view of self, how we interact with others, and how we show up in the world. Hello and welcome to Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. Thank you for joining me in stories that shape us thank you for watching the stories listening to the stories over on spotify and apple podcast i really appreciate you i appreciate the messages that i get i know you don't always put them below the video uh thank you for sharing if you, this is the first time that you are watching stories that shape us or you're, you're on our channel please like and subscribe like the, the, the video leave us a comment and subscribe to our channel we we really would appreciate that because we give real good content on um, how to just manage when you're a Christian and you have experienced trauma, some of the things to look out for and some of the ways to manage. Uh, This week I've been dealing with abuse, grooming in church, talking about abuse. Why, what are some of the things that happen as a result of abuse? Yesterday was why is abuse so harmful? Why is it so impacting? And why should we all we should all be infuriated by abuse we should all be so upset about it that we all want to do something about it where we have a program um in the adventist church called end it now we should all be so upset with abuse that we want to end it now we want to all get behind the people who are healing the people who have experienced it the people who are perpetrators we should be so fearful for them because you know their eternal salvation is being jeopardized. and so we should we should be so fearful on their behalf that we really want them urgently to stop what they're doing so that they can stop harming people. Today, I want to talk about church church leaders and their need for understanding of abuse. I think it should be mandatory training for church leaders to to um, to be able to understand abuse. They should all be, it should be ongoing professional development for leaders, for pastors, for people in leadership to understand the cycle of abuse, understand how it functions, uh, understand the impact of abuse, know how to spot it so that they know what to look out for. I did some training in February, late February for um, some churches and on around this and it was with pastors and leaders and i'm always encouraged when a church make those kind of decisions because they see it tells me that you know people are listening and um, as more and more people are talking and coming forward the church is seeing their the duty that they have and the responsibility that they have to care for uh pe- care for people so um i did some training not it's, it was a country in Europe, and I was I was really encouraged. It had to be translated, so you know that it wasn't even an English-speaking um, country, but I'm very encouraged that more and more churches are coming forward with wanting to learn and understand and know how to respond to abuse. I believe church leaders need more knowledge of abuse. Um, I believe church leaders need to be in continuous learning and development where they can learn to challenge their own biases around abuse that we all have biases. All of us have personal biases. We make judgments and I believe they need to be able to, they need to learn how to, how to do that so that they can adequately support people. Uh, Because oftentimes what we hear, the stories that we hear are horrifying because people often get hurt more by church. When they disclose abuse, sometimes because of who the perpetrator is, how loved they are, the friendships that they have in church, they welcome, the connections that they have, the victims not believed. And so it, what it does is causes more harm than good. And so that's why church leaders, that's some of the reasons why church leaders need to know uh, more. They need more knowledge around abuse. They need not only knowledge around abuse, but the ability to challenge their own biases. They need a safe space to understand I have bias around this area and therefore I won't be able to respond in a supportive way to, to these people. And so I need to go challenge my bias. I believe that leadership shouldn't only be because, uh, because you have qualifications or because you're a certain gender. It should be because you're, you have a commitment to serve. And we learn in Ezekiel how. know the responsibility that god gives to leaders like you are you're supposed to look after the sheep you're supposed to look after the flock and how dangerous it is for you for for a leader that doesn't care for the flock but harms them How, how how dangerous is that for you and so that's why when i speak on stories that shape us and i do my videos on what whatever work i do i make sure i leave the space. I keep the space safe for anybody to stand up and say, that's me, I need help. I might not be able to help you, but I can direct you to places where you can get support because it's really important. And I know that it takes a lot of humility for somebody to say, I don't know that Joanna, um, but I would like to know, I don't want to hurt anybody else. I think I may have hurt some people in the past by how I've responded to abuse. I don't want to hurt anybody else. And so, I need to learn to understand so that I can make some different choices. I think that's that 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 would be beautiful. That would be extremely beautiful. That would be so encouraging. That if if um, there are people who do that, and I know that there are people who do that in roundabout ways. As I said, people have invited me to come and train their their churches. I did two days training and. Um, Book to go to other places to do training. Over, of course, it can't be. It can't be done in an afternoon, in an hour. It's not possible. And even when I go for two days, your church is going to need ongoing learning and training. Every new leader is is going to need to do it. You're going to, uh, and we have we have a school. I'm going to call it a membership for churches that you. Can, I'm going to put the details below this video that you can tap into that you can see some of the the ways that some of the things that you need to learn and understand so that you can see abuse, so that you can support people as they're healing, so that you can understand the mental health impact of abuse and so that you can know when you see it what to do, how to deal with it, how to manage it, so that when you're praying with people and you're doing pastoral care, it can be done in a way that is appropriate, right? So I have... A whole uh, weeks of content in that school at the moment and new things are added every month where you watch the video, you do a case study, you do a worksheet, you do a test to solidify learning, to show that you understand what you've just, with the, the, the content that you're consuming and you can leave with good learning. So there are learning outcomes that is designed for each module of the program so that you can, uh, understand that. Okay. So these are some of the fallout of of abuse. There, there are people with depression and anxiety. You have them in your congregation. You have people with post-traumatic stress symptoms. You have them in your, in your congregation. You are preaching at them. You're preaching to them every week. You are interacting with them. They are struggling. And when you, when you can't see the struggle and when you can't minister to the struggle, they see Jesus in the same way, that he can't see it, that he can't hear it, that he can't minister to it, that he doesn't care about it. We are his hands and his feet. We are people that show him Him and his love to the world. And when we are not able to show that to the people that we're serving, then it sends a completely different message of a God who doesn't care. And you and I know that that's not true. So those are some of the reasons why You need to, as a leader, church leaders need to know more. And, you know, people view you as responsible because you have care of the flock. And especially if the abuse happened between members of the church in the same congregation. If the grooming, we did grooming for sexual abuse a couple of days ago. If that grooming happens in church, by a member in church, to an adult or a child in church, people see you as having responsibility. You have responsibility. You have responsibility to do both and it might be tricky to do it, but it's your responsibility as a leader. That's, and that's why maybe when you get asked, it's something to consider. Maybe when you're considering the role of a leader, when they've asked you, maybe something that you need to put in is, I want to make sure that you're going to give me ongoing training to be able to help me to manage this role effectively. Maybe that's something to put in. You know, like when they come and make requests, and sometimes I know that. Sometimes we're pressured into taking the role where well, God wants you to do this. If you know that you don't have the skills to lead at that level, with the right amount of knowledge and skill to be able to serve the people, then you need to ask for ongoing professional development, supervision, a place that you can go talk it through, and you can get support. Maybe some of the, those are some of the things that you can you can add to it. We can't just give people leadership because of their age. We can't do it tokenistically because somebody's young and we want young people to be leaders too. We can't do it because of somebody's gender. You get to be leader because you're a male and whatever our theology is around that, we have to do it knowingly, knowing that these are people who care deeply for people. You don't become one only because you can preach. It needs to be people who are empathetic and sympathetic and caring And people who have the the capacity to be those things, people who are willing to learn and they're teachable and they want to understand and grow with the congregation and they they really have the heart of Christ, the heart that Christ has for the leadership of the church. Thank you for joining me in this episode of Stories That Shape Us. If you are a church, as I said, there are lots of resources that that, that Wunsterscars have that we can make available to you and you can get your leaders in that position where they can listen to abuse in a way that will make your church a safe church thank you for joining me in this episode of stories that shape us i hope you'll join me on the next story thank you for listening to stories that shape us with joanna daniel to learn more about wounds to scars and the work that we do with adult survivors of childhood trauma and women who experience abuse, you can visit our website at woundstoscars.com.